Greetings to all the Pandorian listeners out there and ice screen, you screen for movies fans, or anybody listening to this podcast. My name is Danny Escamlaji, and welcome to the greatest big episode that has been teased up for quite some time. Today is Sunday, December 11th, and we're doing it live. My name is Danny Escamalaji. Long time coming, Avatar The Way of Water is finally, after d- decades of the sequel, it's now on the horizons, and we're finally in the big month of release. So and this is the pregame hype episode. As you all know, I usually bring out the hype and discussions, have some guests over, and we talk about movies like Top Gun, No, Batman, for example. Now, those have been done, and this one right here, super, super, super big. Then all the pregame hype episodes this time around. And for my guest, of course, I've been on in his show, and I encounter him on Twitter since the time he began his podcast, since this later this year. He's a big, he's not only a big James Cameron, he's also a big, big avatar, and he has his podcast all about that category. So everyone, give it up for Sean Alexander from the Road of Avatar. How's it going? And thank you for joining today. It's going great. Um, thank you for having me on. This feels like it's been a long time coming because we chatted about like doing this episode all the way back in September when the re-release was coming out. Yeah, and I figured just going on your show first before having you on my show is like a good example to like get some recognition and get some like chemistry going. So now we're both mm. on the same page and we're both excited for this movie. So uh, before we do get started on topics, tell the listeners about yourself and what is your podcast really about? Yeah, so my name's Sean. I am a film critic podcaster from England and yeah, my podcast is Sivako Road to Avatar. So it's a podcast all about Avatar, James Cameron and well, each week I have a guest on who helps me branch that off in different topics. So we have covered, you know, the other James Cameron films, we've covered different ways that you can explore Avatar and Pandora and yeah just any way in which we can do it and obviously we've now got a new film about to come out next week and it's getting pretty exciting that's awesome man that is a great introduction about you and I'm sure I'll also leave your podcast in the description of the episode notes as well so people can check you out for those that have not heard about you so we will get to that towards the end but other that uh let's go ahead and begin the road to Avatar. All right. So let's go over our hype and expectations real quick. I'll let you go first. How is your hype and your expectations going forward with this movie? Now it's closer to the horizons. Since we had the premiere in London last week, my my levels have just gone beyond any point that I've ever had for another film at this at this point. The, the closest I can remember feeling this way is when the force awakens was coming back out you know we'd had that long gap between uh the the prequels to force awakens and it felt like something was coming back for the for the better and this is kind of how i feel about this it feels like it's gonna be a fresh start and i'm looking forward to seeing where james cameron's taking it that's great and for me uh you already know i'm super excited been literally on this movie since ever since the not only the release date but god knows what the movie was going to look like from before and now that we got the look of it and since this may 
looks exciting. Not even close to what I was anticipating for, but it's actually actually going to be like a true Star Wars kind of like Lord of the Rings Hobbit anticipation build up right now. It feels like that right now for those movies. And trust me, it, it's already, already building up to me. And the re we got the reactions going over, which we'll get to that in a moment, and other stuff as well. But I'm very, very excited. And seeing the first Avatar, by the way, archive my episodes about that review if you guys want to check it out. Mm. I enjoyed the first Avatar. I waited for it to be back in theaters. I saw it where it's supposed to be. I fucking loved it. No questions, <laughs> no judging. I did have a little, little minor issue, but this is actually one of the dopest James Cameron movies I ever watched of his career, and there's nothing to be better than that. Even if he's going to continue on with the more sequels, I mean, I don't know how well he's going to keep on doing the sequels, but all I can say is up to three movies is good enough. But, you know, we'll see what happens. But other than that, mm. Avatar 2 seems like it's a fresh start after a decade from the first movie. Super, super, super excited. So, um, let's go over to some James Cameron stuff real quick. Now, he is quite a, uh, one of those filmmakers that I'm really on the computer right now researching and I looked up James Cameron on Wikipedia. So he is already like killing it with a lot of his movies and it's all, all the way started from like his early to Terminator and then the sequel, like. Yeah, trust me, like, literally, this is already his uh, filmmaking to the next level from, like, 1982 to now. I mean, if we can say one of his best movies I can tell right now is Terminator 2, Titanic, and maybe True Lies. I can, I can probably anticipate those are, like, his best directional debut films right now. And for sure, Avatar. Not sure about the second one right now, even though we're going to go over the reactions in a bit. But yeah, there's a lot, a lot of like James Cameron history, how he began, his life, everything. I'm literally just spitballing, not knowing what to say. Fuck it to raw feed. But uh, Sean, I'll let you go over your thoughts on James Cameron history and everything. So what do you want to say about how his filmmaking began? So he he's really such an interesting filmmaker when you look back at his career. Because, okay, let's first of all, let's ignore Piranha 2. That's, you know, it, it barely counts. He was on that film for like three days. When you look at his first feature film, if you look at Terminator, for someone to start with a film like Terminator, which is basically, and and been able to expand from that into things like Aliens and then T2, he redefined how we view action films for, for a, like a, a whole decade's worth of time, where people were just trying to find ways to catch up to him and what he was achieving. And he kind of has kept doing that since, you know, people are trying to always like capture the magic that he has been able to bring in films like Titanic or Avatar. And yeah, he's one of these guys who will just break the template and be, you know, five steps ahead of the game. And it's fascinating to see, you know, we don't have a lot of filmmakers who constantly do that with such a small filmography as well. Great thing you point up about how he redefined action. So a lot of his movies are actionary and very unreal, very choreographed well to movies like Terminator, True Lies, and Avatar. Yeah, he's really up in his game about these type of movies. And of course, he's one of the like rarest directors. He comes out once in a lifetime and brings up his 
creation to the big screen possible, which is why we all go to movies for a reason and we all see what he does. And there's no no question to doubt or bet against James Cameron when it comes to his movies, no matter if it's good, sad, or even neutral. That's the James Cameron we all look up to since 2009. I mean, I never heard of this guy since 2009, and trust me, I've been researching up to this guy up to this point later on, and I see where his history stands. He's really of a strong filmmaker we ever stole upon. So, what took so long for Avatar 2 to finally be made and coming out? Uh, so, we clearly understand what took it so long. The technology he always wanted is finally there. It was supposed to be even coming out like 2014, 2013 at the rarest, but it's been set back for like a decade almost, and they finally got the technology he needed to set up what's more than the first movie of Avatar, and wow, 2017 is when he started filming the motion capture and then the live action. I mean, that took all the way to like, what 2020 29 yeah 2020 from like back to back back to back with the second one and the third one so Mm. all that modern technology weighed on is the question that we wonder is it worth the wait uh i'll let you go i'll let you uh say your thoughts on that is it really worth the wait for avatar 2 is it finally worth the wait to see this movie after all the hiatus I I really hope so. It's it's really interesting when you look at where we were in 2009 compared to where we are now in terms of what is the film industry and what what is the main films that our you know audiences are going to see. Since 2009, the entire MCU has come into existence. Before that point, it was just like Iron Man and the Incredible Hulk. And we've seen like the entire industry change to focus so like heavily on these superhero films in a way that, you know, something like Avatar The Way of Water coming out is suddenly going to be like a breath of fresh air because we're, we're experiencing something which is trying something new, using new technology, which has been spent years mastering. And also from a guy who has a meaningful message to say, he's not just like a filmmaker who loves action. He's someone who really cares about the environment and uh, pushing those sort of values onto his films to make you think about, you know, what is happening on a planet like Pandora? How does that reflect on the world that we live in? Very promising. I'd say it was really worth the wait. And it seems mm. like now it's even better than I ever thought what the sequel is going to be. And, of course, the question is, will 3D movies get popular again with this movie? Because I'm pretty sure it's shot in 3D for no reason. No obvious question brainer on James Cameron. It's going to probably make 3D movies just way popular as it used to be back in the day. So what do you think? I I hope it brings back... Because there's two different forms of 3D, really. There's the native 3D, which is where they're filmed with the with the 3D in mind. And then there's ones which are like converted 3D, which is just they throw 3D on at the end as a little way to you know boost ticket prices. And I just hope that if we do have another 3D boom, they focus on that idea of okay, while we're making the film, let's think about what we're filming and what's going to be 3D, and let's film it for that, rather than just tacking it on at the end and kind of trying to cash in on on the success of Avatar. That's the thing, too, about 3D. I love when they can shoot movies in 3D and just post-convert, because that way we can see what where their direction is going to to make a movie enjoyable. And Avatar just began all that, for, for sure. 
Mm. I'm just not grown to 3D movies nowadays, but movies like Avatar, I can't say no to 3D for that. It's just a glory to see what's on the screen and how he makes 3D. Even IMAX 3D cameras no longer exist to being released in North America, but I'm certain they're back now since mm. Doctor Strange and the Black Panther. All those in IMAX 3D has been coming out since then. And, oh, Thor, Love and Thunder, I forgot. So, I'm not saying those were shot in 3D, but technically Avatar is, like, the one that really, really was shot in 3D for that category. Um, is there anything else about Avatar 2 that worth the wait on on anything? It's, you know what, it's, it's exciting as well because... Obviously, James Cameron, you know, aside from being known as a director, he is, you know, he, he's obsessed with the ocean, uh, as it is. Uh, since to Avatar came out in 2009, he went and explored, like, the deepest part of the oceans, like, one man sub, just down to the bottom, <laughs> bottom of the ocean. And, you know, he's the sort of guy who's making technology not only for films, but for just, like, for the, for the hell of it, basically. <laughs> just to be like, hey, let me see if I can just go all the way down to the bottom of this trench. And guess what he did? So if anyone's going to make, you know, underwater cinematography work and look good, it's going to be him. He's, you know, an expert in that field. Yeah, wow. You brought up a great point, and I never thought that he would explore the ocean to know how he wants to do Avatar 2. You brought a good point. I never thought. But, yeah, seems like this is really worth the wait. And, God, I can't wait to see what the ocean's going to be like in this cinematographer. It is crazy, especially how the actors and actresses were able to hold their breasts in these motion pictures. See, oh my god, it's like I can't even hold my breath for like more than six minutes in my life, bro. It's insane. But credits to like these actors and actresses pulling through. This is a work of art, there, full of talents. So, um, you ready to go over to the reactions and top 10 films mm. of like how Avatar made it to top 10 this year? Even it hasn't been released. It's crazy. <laughs> Press screenings in like Guillermo del Toro. It's I never saw it coming, and that's strange too. Avatar, the first one, has not made it to top ten films with both National and American Film Institute, but it's got like Academy Awards for like visuals and shit. Like, but now they took this seriously and put The Way of Water as top ten. So, what do you have to say about that top ten right there, man? It's exciting because obviously, yeah, like this film literally only just started screening last week and we're already seeing people throwing it into top tens, being like, look, this is already a contender when it comes to the Oscars next year. People are like having to rethink lists suddenly to be like, oh, wait, yeah, like this is this is again another like juggernaut from Cameron that's going to just take award season by storm without even people thinking about it. And it's not just because it's a technical marvel, it's because it's a very popular series. You know, the first Avatar, you know, as we know, it's the, it's the most successful film of all time. Which means that we're potentially seeing another as successful film, which will be just as popular with audiences. And from what social media says so far, it does sound like it's reaching those heights again. That's true, because I'm on uh, Variety.com about the article of the title, Avatar 2, Stunts, Press, and Ray First Reactions. Visual masterpiece, mind-blowing, never doubt James Cameron. That's a good title right there. So let me go ahead and read off the reactions real quick. So I'm going to read at least a few couple on the website. And yeah, we'll pro I'll probably just go over to the most ones, but probably going to read all of them. So here we go. 
from Mike Ryan, Avatar, The Wave Water. Yeah, never bet against James Cameron. Trying to spare hyperbole, but I never seen anything like this from a technical visual standpoint. It's overwhelming, maybe too overwhelming. Sometimes I miss plot points because I'm staring at a Pandora dish. That comes from Mike Ryan. And one of my favorite film critics, Eric Davis. I hope he listens to it one day, but here it is. His reaction says, happy to say Avatar The Way of Water is phenomenal, bigger, better, and emotional than Avatar. The, the film is visually breathtaking, surreal, and incredibly engrossing. The story, the spectacle, the spirituality, the beauty. This movie, this is a movie, this is movie making and storytelling at its absolute finest. From Josh Harowitz, James Cameron once again shows filmmakers it's how it's done. I said it a thousand times, never bet him. Avatar The Way War is how you do epic blockbustering, emotional, visceral, and as big as movies gets. Next up from Ian Sandwell. Unsurprisingly, Avatar The Way of Water is a visual masterpiece with a rich use of 3D and breathtaking vistas. It does suffer from a thin story and too many characters to juggle. Yet, James Cameron pulls it together for an extraordinary final act full of emotion and thrilling action. Comes next is Piri Nemiroff. I hope I said the name right, but it says here, Avatar, The Way of Water is pretty incredible. I had faith James Cameron will raise the bar with the effects, but these visuals are mind-blowing. One stunning frame after the next. But the thing I dug most is how the technical feats always feel in service of character and will world-building. And his second part of the suite says, As for the story, it's a lot of movie, and I'm eager for a second viewing to revisit some details. But on first watch, it's a mighty effective exploration of, of community and family dynamics. Returning cast is great, but the newcomers are major standouts, particularly Britton Dalton as Loak. And from Kyra Warner, as an Avatar stand, I had high hopes for Avatar The Way of Water, and for me, it totally delivers. Sure, it's a little long, but... But worth for the gorgeous visuals, wonderful new characters, a total thrill. So we're, I'm just going to read at least, oh, hmm, okay, let me read off at least a couple more, because I don't want to go on too long, but let me see. From BD, Brandon Davis, his says, Avatar The Wayward is a never-ending visual spectacle. It's a better, more complex story than the first with solid emotion, but the characters could grow a bit more. It's definitely long, running on incredible visuals and techniques, which are 3D's best. And last but not least, from also, Gallimel Del Toro, like I previously mentioned. So he was able to retweet the, uh, retweet quote, John Landu, who's one of the producers and writers of the movie. Says here from Gallimel Del Toro, a staggering achievement. Avatar, the wave water, is a choke full of majestic vitas and emotions at an epic, epic scale. A master at the peak of his powers. And those are all coming from Variety, and I'm pretty sure there's more reactions coming together. But all these are very promising. If I had to say my favorite one is definitely Eric Davis. Like I said, Eric Davis is my favorite critic of all that enjoys movies. So uh, which one is your favorite one that they reacted, for a critic at least, Sean? Uh, so aside from Guillermo, I think because Guillermo is one of my favorite directors anyway. So hearing like him praise it is uh, you know, a big thumbs up for me. Yeah, I think you're right, Eric Davis. I love hearing from him. His review sounds amazing. And yeah, like all the reviews do sound very promising. Even ones which do have some sort of like negative connotations to them are in areas which I kind of expect, you know, people to have their worries, you know, about it maybe being a bit too long 
or there being too many characters because there's a lot of new characters. There's in this a film. lot of there's a lot. <laughs> I'm surprised. Well, I, I I mean I swear to God, I there's a lot of characters to like take in. Well, understand at least what James Cameron is trying to do with these characters is all about relationships. So mm. I don't see the issue of that, but like it's the development that really needs to like show what it does on the screen for these characters. So I mean, there's a lot of like kids. There's a lot of like. Oh my god, there's like a lot of these other characters. Some coming back, most are new. I mean, I could say that could be a, my early prediction what this movie's going to suffer a bit, but we will see what happens. I mean, nothing wrong with that. Yeah, I think it's really interesting because, yeah, there's five kids from the Sully, Sully family. There's five different relationships you're looking at in how they've related not only to Jake, but to Neytiri, and also what their place in this world is going to be. Each of them seems to have their own thing going on, which is a lot of different storylines to be juggling. But, you know, if someone's going to do it, you know, Cameron's the guy to do it. And also he's got the runtime, you know, a three hour, 12 minute runtime. You, you've given yourself a good chance. That could be an issue, but we will see how... This man could put all three hours full of visuals and stunts and gorgeous stuff into relationships and plot points. So, anyways, so Sean, as ladies and gentlemen, I always been doing this in my pregame my episodes, at least starting from the Sonic episode, the Top Gun. I mean, the other two pregame episodes weren't. I didn't have that kind of activity, but this is the this is the this is the activity. I've been waiting to do, and it's finally here. Can I get a drum roll, please? Time for a trivia for my man, <laughs> Sean Alexander, The Road of Avatar, as I will be testing his knowledge from James Cameron to Avatar stuff going forward. So there's going to be a ton of some recap questions from the last movie, some new, but I'm going to just cut to this chase real quick. We're going to get started right here, right now. So, Sean... You only got like, let's say, five to six seconds. Otherwise, your answer could be either a nope or let's just say you got like answer like before five, six seconds is up. So, yeah. All right. Are you ready, my man? My man? Yeah, throw it my way. Question one. When was James Cameron born? Uh, oh, God. He's like, uh, he's 68. So... Oh, the math is hard. 1954. Five, six seconds are up, but yes, you got the year right. But <laughs> here's the date. August 16th, 1954. So you got, oh, partially, okay. you got partially right. So uh, good on you. Good on you. <laughs> All right. Questions. So the first five questions are just basically about James Cameron. Oh, by the way. So here are four cool. more. Number two, what career jobs... Did James Cameron started before filmmaking? Uh, he was a truck driver. And uh, what other job as well? Oh, um, before filmmaking? Oh, I'm not too sure about that. What's the other one? Oh, God. There's another job he did also as well besides truck driving. Well, I know, I know he's a set decorator, but I don't know if that, that counts because that's in filmmaking. He was a janitor at the same time as janitor. a truck driver. Oh, okay. Uh, but you did got the truck driver right, so... I'll, I'll get a half point for that one. Yes. <laughs> Question three. What was James Cameron's first ever directional debut move film? Uh, so, Piranha 2, The Awakening, I think it is. Yes, but it's the spawning. But yeah, you still got it right. The Piranha spawning. 2. Oh, 
No, no one's seen that. I promise you. Yeah, I never <laughs> saw it either. But I don't think it's like his major, major film. Even though that's what he started with until he got to Terminator and others. So yeah, yeah, that's correct. Question four: What are the two highest-grossing movies of James Cameron as of right now, currently? Avatar is the highest-grossing, and Titanic is second highest-grossing. Correct. Number five, last James Cameron question. Which actor or actress is very close to James Cameron to work with? Out of all casts he worked with, which one is is he or she or he closest with to work with? So if I if it's based on like who he's worked with most, I think he's worked with Bill Paxton the most. But there's like I saw like a little like diagram and there's like he works with a lot of people a lot of times. Like he's worked with Michael Bean a few times. Sigourney Weaver, Lyndo Hamilton. So which one do you think he worked with? I think it's Bill Paxton. It's Sigourney Weaver. Sigourney Weaver. Starting from Alien to to Avatar and then Avatar the Way I feel like three times in this kind of setting, she's been in this movies like a few times. I mean, Mm. she's been in this movies three times. Fuck it, Rafi. Yeah, uh, Sigourney Weaver to me. I mean, I could be wrong, but I just decided to do that little question because I feel like that's the most... Most I time. think I could. I think I could. I think I know because I think Bill Paxton. He's in Terminator. He's in Aliens. He's in True Lies. He's in Titanic. Wow! So, All right, that's four for you. I'll, and I'll, Sigourney and then, Weaver was okay. Wow! I wish I, was... in all, I mean, Sigourney's gonna be in all five of these sequels, so I think she'll beat him by the end. Yeah, yeah. And uh, uh, rest in peace for Bill Paxton. We may never forget rest him. In peace. All right. Anyways. Now we're going to the side of the Avatar question, so hope you're ready. Number six. What does the RDA abbreviate? I'm actually really bad at this. I don't know this one. <laughs> um, it's... No, I, I, my brain is gone. Okay, I have a thumbs down. So the answer yeah, is... I'm thumbs down. Resources Development Administration. That's the answer oh. from the RDA I'm from get, the I'm first Avatar. I'm for not knowing that. Number seven, who plays Jake and Atiri, respectively? Sam Worthington and Zoe Saldana. Correct. Number eight, so it's a little sentence descriptive, but see if you can answer the best of your ability. Who is Colonel Miles Quadric, and what was his purpose from the first Avatar movie? Uh, Miles Quaritch is played by Stephen Lang, and he is the head of security for the RDA base, uh, which is called... Uh, it's not... Home. Oh. I can't even remember what their home base is called, but it's, yeah, like the human home base area. All right. And uh, is he the villain? True or false? He is the villain. He is 100% the villain. Yes. <laughs> I've been looking up this guy, and trust me, I think he's all about the villainy, so trust me, I know that. So, all right. A few couple ones should be very easy, but the later ones are going to be hard, so get ready. True or false? Question nine. Michelle Rodriguez returns in the way of water. False. Yeah, that's correct. I wish she came back, but it's unfortunate. R.I.P. <laughs> Question 10. Grace, played by Sigourney Weaver, returns in The Way of Water. Oh, see, this is like a trick question of sorts, because <laughs> she, uh, Sigourney Weaver returns, but Grace Augustine is not back. Yep. Well, not that, we know, not that we know of yet. <laughs> I mean, she, she, they're trying to transfer the souls of her body to her avatar but didn't work for some reason so yeah yes i did like grace though uh but yeah that's false 
Oh, let's get ready for the hard one. Number 11. What are the seven clans in the Avatar universe? You're you're only getting two from me, unfortunately. I, I only know two, which is the Metkaina and the Amatakai. Yep, those are two, but here are the other That's ones. The... Actually, I can just show you what the what they're on. Oh, shoot. Wait, wait. What oh. I, wait, what was I doing? Okay. The top... Don't show me the answers. Okay, yeah. I'm bad at those names. That's why I wanted to show you. But yeah, fuck. Tapani, Takuami, Tairangi, Hulanta, and Renatu are the other clans. I hope I said those right. But man, those are the answers. But you do got the first two correct. So that's a half point. I'll take that. Okay. Uh, number 12. In the first Avatar, what was the tree called that all the Navis lived together in? That's home tree. Correct. Couple more. Three more to go. Number 13. What are the names of Natiri's parents? Uh, Moat is her mother, and uh, Etukan is the father. Correct. Number 14. Name, what are the names of Jake and Natiri's children in the sequel of, of The Way of Water? Alright, cool. So, Netayem. There is Loak. There is Tuk, or Tutski. Uh, there is Kiri, and there is Spider. Yes, correct. I also put Miles, but he's still the same character. Yes. Same kid. <laughs> Alright, last question. Who are the two leaders of the Metakania clan? Uh, so, the leaders are uh, Renal, played by uh, Kate Winslet, and Tonawari, played by Cliff Curtis. Correct and correct. Give yourself a hand, my man. Let's go. <laughs> Actually, I don't think I don't think my applause can be heard on the mic. I don't know why, but you know, never mind. Because <laughs> I don't know, but yeah, you got like let's say uh, hmm, eleven and a half points altogether. I may lost count. Fuck it, raw feed. But you I'll did pretty. You did pretty good. So good job. Good job. Yeah, I don't mind. Thank you. I, oh. I, I'm I'm pretty impressed with myself. I'm I'm usually pretty bad on, on quizzes under pressure. Yeah, I've attested those and a couple times, so I'll likely keep doing those pregame hype episodes to come to these guests that knows the intelligence. So I'm glad I dug this question, these questions for you again. So there we go. All right. So unfortunately, we're on to the last topic of today, and we're gonna talk about box office. I heard we've been covering these box office together on your show and the B.O. Boys. I'm going to be on their show later this coming week about Avatar The Way of Water. And for now, let's go ahead and share our predictions to The Way of Water's box office opening weekend. Now, I'm on boxofficepro.com on this article. So literally what's been going on since the first tracking, the tracking has been increase, ugh, increasing to its finest due to ticket sales so right now what's avatar the way of water was projecting from 130 before now as of today december 9th well actually that's two days ago as of december 9th and today right now it is projecting for 167 to 192 million dollars opening weekend increasing nine percent from the other projections so sean just a question what do you think about these projections right now? And do you think it can make it to those projections between 167 I, and 190? You know what? It's feeling good. I think it's got a really good chance of making that because 
yeah, like the hype for it is building. It feels like it's, you know, that sort of momentum is going the right way. Everyone seems to be getting more excited about it. There's a lot more discussion about it. We're about to get a new track from the weekend for Avatar. The way oh, we're yeah, that's this is the final. Yep. By the time tomorrow or Tuesday hits, final projections are shown and it's going to be down to the wire. It's crazy. Mm. So, hmm. All I can predict right now, so I did predict this on your show that mm-hmm. Wave Water, since before the increasing projections, I predict it's going to make 155 million opening weekend as long as it really surpasses the first Avatar's opening weekend. But it seems like I'm going to change my mind a bit and go into project 172 million dollars opening weekend. As of right now, I'm projecting that as a change, unless something else changed going on. And you know what? I'm just gonna make my bargain change from your, from my prediction from on your show to my prediction on this on my show. One seventy-two. What about yours? You know what? I'm going big. I'm going big. I'm going. It's gonna hit two hundred. Two hundred is possible. You're not wrong. I think I used to look. It's above the prediction, but I think the problem with something like Avatar is that it's really hard to predict. Like just people walking in and just wanting to go see it. You can't predict those sort of numbers. Yeah. Which, you know, as much as pre-sales are helpful, you can't just predict a family of like 10 walking in and be like, yeah, I want to go see Avatar. That's right. Since a lot of, it, there's going to be a lot of, excuse me, a lot of walk-ins, even if the tickets are selling like crazy high. And totally, I mean, who knows if it's going to be a lot of walk-ins in the opening weekends because a lot of seats are sold like almost, not as nowhere as Spider-Man, let's say. Let's just say it was like, there's no good spots left, but a lot of good spots are taken mostly, and people are just going to walk in and say, okay, let's just send in the bad seats, and I'll just, we'll just watch Avatar. Everything's going to be fine. So either way, the walk-ins could have taken effect as well. And that's strange. I was going to even predict uh, this opening weekend could beat Endgame. That was before, but as of now, I don't think it's the chance anymore. So it's, it is what it is. But... Avatar could probably crack top five, top three biggest opening weekends of all time at this moment. And we could see that happening this coming weekend. I can't wait to see what the numbers are. I can't wait to share my numbers with Pat and Clay if they're listening to this episode. And I, I just can't wait to, sh- to share my expression. I, I'm literally excited to see what it's really all about. I like num- box office pretty much. It's because it's important for studios to make a lot of money to keep on going with products. Otherwise... They'll just cancel it and lose tons of money. Because, oh yeah, we got to get into this kind of big topic real quick. I don't know why I did not have this on my sketch. But James Cameron said Avatar The Way Water has to be the top three, top two highest grossing movies of all time to break even. Now, I heard it did change, but as of right now, it's crazy. Globally, it had to break super even around $2 billion. Because right now, The Way Water really cost... 350 to 400 million dollars it was at 250 before and now it's crazy 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 finally combined with marketing expensive as fuck so my question to you sean we did talk talk about this on your show as well do you think it will make two billion dollars and instantly become i think it will just pass titanic but passing the first avatar i feel like it's a 50 50 right now I don't think $3 billion is an easy touch, but $2 billion is probably going to be just for sure. What do you think? 
I think two billion two billion is a sure thing. I don't think that's any even a stress at this point. It's tracking really well in places like China and India, which it has is doing numbers which the first avatar even couldn't reach in those countries. The main problem is gonna be is once we reach that second weekend, are the numbers still looking as strong? Or is it gonna have a similar like you know, trajectory that the the Marvel films have where big opening weekend, then steep drop. Me, Are we going to see that? You go brought a good point. Let me go to boxofficepro.com. I mean, no, no, box office mojo. Sorry, fuck it's a raw feed. Sorry. Anyways, <laughs> uh, let's go on to Avatar's uh, box office mojo and see how the performances go from day by day, week by week. So let me see where it all goes down. So, um, yeah, you brought a good point uh, weekend wise. So. The first Avatar made 77. The second weekend was able to sustain and mid drop to 75. Then 68, 50, 42. Increased to 54 from Martha Luther King Jr. 2009 through 10. Sorry. And yeah, just strong, strong, strong numbers. So we could see that throughout till March. Avatar The Way Water is going to sustain a lot of numbers. We could potentially see like... The movie, and look, I'm not going to be surprised because I know it's coming. It's going to likely become the number one highest grossing movie of the year, beating Top Gun. And I'm not worried because it's James Cameron. I literally respect. I just know what's coming, and it's already going to go down the wire. So it may be the, it may take a huge piece of cake to beat Top Gun, but it's going to have that anyways. So I think it will really sustain its strong, strong ability weekend because we're comparing to Top Gun. It had strong legs. Top Gun only dropped, like, what, 28%? And Avatar only dropped 1.8%. That's, like, a good drop. That didn't make... It's, like, unheard of. That didn't even make over 100, but if Avatar literally goes over 100 or 200 and goes down to, like, 100 or something, that could be a big, big record of that in beating Top Gun's percent dropping. That makes over 100. That is a lot of history to cover. And mm. question is, will I able to cover this box office news this on my show? God knows. I would say right now it's possibly a 50-50 if I feel the urge to. I don't know. I do got a ton of stuff to like podcast about. My anniversary. I got Puss in Boots. I got the Avatar review. Literally so much. But we'll see how that goes for my schedule. But other than that, yeah. Avatar to the Way of Water is going to be a big slept weekend that no one's going to see that superheroes always become a standpoint of recovery until we saw top gun this year we saw holy shit we saw let's just name like a non-majority of super a uh, majority of non-superheroes that make surprising hits jurassic world the bat no i almost said the batman fuck uh <laughs> minions sonic uh Hey, Uncharted did all right. Yeah, Uncharted. Scream, Jackass. Well, Jackass wasn't like a $50 million. It was still a good weekend. Uh, Elvis, Elvis, The Black Phone. Um, uh, nope. Bullet Train. The, wo- the Woman King. Yeah, The Woman King. Barbarian. Smile. Don't worry, darling. I guess I'll put that in a category. Why not? Uh, 
I was gonna count Black Anna, but no, it's a superhero, and it's a little disappointing in the weekend. And also, it did but, badly. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Unfortunately, I, I thought it was a great movie, but we don't want to go into that too much. Uh, yeah, just non superheroes. That proves 2022 had a strong official recovery, not because movie going has been normal, but because studios like Paramount. Let's just talk about Paramount for a second. They've been killing with the marketing from how to show a strong point of non superheroes. They market how to scream, Jackass, Lost City, Sonic, Top Gun, Smile. Those are the big wins as of this year, and I don't think Babylon's going to be part of that win, unfortunately. Mm. But standpoint markings are important. So they they obviously market the hell out of Way of Water, currently by Disney, and this is already a standing point that it's going to show that superheroes are not going to be the box office thing to recover only anymore. We just passed that in 2021, and now it has accomplished that in 2022. Now, the way of water, we will see where it goes. But at this point right now, I know it's going to be a big year. This already is a, a successful accomplishment to complete the run. And 2023 has never been looking shinier than anything with tons of non-superheroes and other big major space movies. I mean, God, we got so much. But way of water is going to decide that standing point to next year. And I still know it's going to be a big yes. So, uh, Sean, is there anything else you wanted to adjust or, I mean, touch point at the box office or any kind of topic you want to share before we wrap things up? I mean, just everyone, if you get to see the, the Way of Water next week, enjoy yourselves. If you get a chance and you enjoy seeing 3D movies or, you know, feel the urge to want to go see them 3D, I think 3D is the, the thing to do this time around. You know, I, I'm not a huge fan of 3D a lot of the time, but this is the one exception. You know, this is the time to do it. So what day are you going to see this movie exactly? I am seeing it on Monday the 12th. That's which means I'm tomorrow. Tomorrow for us. And, uh, how, have... and how come? How come? The listeners want to know how uh, you're seeing this early as possible. I got I got invited to a multimedia screening. So yeah, tomorrow you'll be able to see my social media reaction. And then my reviews will be up when the embargo drops on uh, Tuesday. I'm seeing, as of right now, I'm seeing it next Monday in not only in 3D, but in high frame rate 3D. That's something I never watched. I know they use the high frame rate ability in the Hobbit movies, for example. I literally researched what high frame rate's really about. It's almost like a 60 frame per second motion picture that they shot this. And I'm surprised. So they really took this amp up and shot this in high frame rate. I just can't wait to see how the picture moves. And I wish they really shot this in quality nowadays to change from 24 frames per second to 48 frames per second. Other than that, I might go see it this coming Saturday weekend if a friend of mine is able to get tickets soon. I God hope I would able to call him and see what he's doing. If he's doing Saturday. But I... Seeing this movie two times at least would be just good. But mm. yeah, as of right now, I'm seeing it next Monday in high frame rate 3D. So everybody, big weekend. This is like the big no way home to movie going. No other place to spend time for the holidays than watching Avatar or James Cameron. Go see Avatar this weekend if you are urged. This is from our standpoint. This is your choice, but we encourage for this moment so you will not be disappointed when you look at james cameron and be like 
Damn. Never bet against James Cameron. And I will keep saying it. Never bet against James Cameron. Done deal. One and over. Okay. Yeah. Anyways, <laughs> before we wrap things up, Sean, where can they find your podcast and anything they can reach you out on social media? So, best place to find me, go on to Twitter. I am at AvatarPod on Twitter. But you can also find me on various podcasting channels, your Spotify's, your Apple Podcasts, various things like that. And also check me out on YouTube because I'm going to have some video content on there as well, which will be fun. That's delightful. And I will leave those in the description of the show notes that you guys can follow him. And yeah, is there anything else you want to mention before we go? Uh, yeah. Well, I'm I'm looking forward to speaking to you. Hopefully, post Avatar as well. Oh yeah, hopefully. that's great point. I literally forgot. So everybody, you <laughs> can expect Sean to come back on my show when we talk about the Way of Water. That should be coming up the next week. So stay tuned for that. And I hope you got all the Pandorian listeners out there are willing to be excited to listen our thoughts. And this is gonna be spoiler free. No spoilers for sure. Anyways, Sean, thank you for hopping on my show and talking about the way of water. I'm very greatly excited, so thank you so much. Thank you for having me on. Alrighty, guys, that was the pregame hype to Avatar the Way of Water. God, I am thankfully excited. My second anticipated movie of the year, top three wise, top five. Y'all already know the deal. Never touched base on this movie for so long. And now it's finally on the horizon. So thank you, Sean Alexander, if you're listening to this episode for hopping on. And please expect from everyone to have him come back when he does the review with me for The Way of Water, which will be, will be up in the following week after release. So stay tuned for that. Other than that, ladies and gentlemen, thank you so much if you have made it to the end of this episode. And to all Pandorian listeners or anyone new listeners out there go ahead and follow my podcast on any platform you can find me on of course and if you want to keep in touch with me follow my social media platforms such as twitter instagram and tiktok they will all be in the description and let's not forget if you want to share your thoughts to your excitement your predictions or anything avatar james camera related please go ahead and email me at dscomalaji at gmail.com and that's it for now, ladies and gentlemen. I don't think there is anything left to say, except till next time. I'll be screaming you all at I Scream, You Scream for Movies. Nailed it. And I'll talk to you guys later.